Today, I'd like to share some thoughts on what I call living from a sense of call and response. This is something that developed out of my mentoring work and just out of uh, some reflection on how I tend to practice in my life, how I tend to use mindful awareness, not so much in the formal session as I tend to follow more more Buddhist structure in my formal practice, uh, but more in my informal practice when I'm in the world, when I'm in communication and conversation with others, when I'm just um, you know wandering around the house or walking around the neighborhood or you know whatever it is, going to the store, uh, traveling, and um, this thought came to me um, that a lot of the mindful awareness that I apply in my daily life outside of a formal meditation session when I'm, you know, sitting there with the time allotted for that um, is this sense of, of deep listening. And so I've been reflecting on, you know, what deep listening means for me, um, what listening means outside of, you know, what we normally do is, you know, listening with our ears. How do we listen with our, our eyes, um, our heart, our, our bodies, uh, and, and of course, as a meditator, how do we listen with mindful awareness? So mindful awareness is that capacity of the mind that we all have. It's, it's an innate or natural capacity or quality to be watchful or bear witness uh, in its most raw sense, where our judgment, once we've strengthened mindful awareness, our judgment tends to reduce a little bit. We tend to be able to see a little bit more clearly uh, how something is arising. I'm not saying I see clearly all the time or that's the case all the time, but I've just noticed that becomes, um, there, there, there's less and less bias, less and less judgment when applying mindful awareness, right? Of course, it's challenging to apply it because we have to remember it and then we have to have that strong enough from the formal practice to be able to bring that into our daily life. But nonetheless, uh, I, I, you know, going back to this sense of um, listening, we can use mindful awareness to listen because it's the mind in its, in its raw nature that, that knows what's, what's happening around us and within our own mind. Uh, but again, the judger or the, the commentator or you know that one who is always trying to control the situation or name it or put it in a box that kind of you know over time that takes a side seat like i was saying then we can learn to listen to the raw sound of our experience be that an internal one or like an internal experience or an, an external one uh people around us the the vibe the the energy in the room the um body language of people, all that. And this gives us uh, more wherewithal in how we want to respond to a particular situation, whether we're alone with ourselves in a thought or emotion or with others, right? So there's there's a lot of um, agency that this can bring. There's a lot of efficacy this can bring in finding more uh, joy, um, connection, um, harmonious relationships in our lives. So, so for me, this is like a real core practice that I use. Um, so the sense of listening, I was reflecting on it deeper and, you know, starting to relate it to the title of this, this uh, episode, uh, living from a sense of call and response. And I started to really reflect on my time uh, as a musician. I still play from time to time, but uh, I'm not an active professional musician, but I was for a long time. Um, some of you know, I, I grew up with a with a father who was a uh, a touring uh, jazz bassist, um, 
and he um he taught me a lot about about music and um the culture and um history of jazz and and you know all that and I, so i grew up uh, listening to the jazz greats from a young age and trying to understand uh the culture of jazz through the music and um you know one of the one of the first things i was taught was to listen you know more than like play the right notes or or be a badass at your instrument uh and the first thing my dad and, and other you know teachers of mine taught me was was to listen um all, all forms of music require listening and and have a sense of call and response but i would say any music that's derived from the african subcontinent tends to have a much more of a call and response dynamic to the exchange with other musicians and often in in traditional uh, like folk african music it's with dancers and and other things going on so it's not just music alone it's community actually in a way we could probably look at it that way from from you know modern western culture but anyways, um, so, you know, I quickly gained a passion for for the tradition of jazz, and that brought me into other forms of percussion. I, I was a drummer, mainly on the on the drum set. But then I started to eventually get interested in, in forms of African percussion and music, um, also uh, forms that uh, came from Africa into the African diaspora. You find in Afro-Cuban music, Afro-Brazilian music, um, so all of that. And when you study these styles of music, there's there's a heavy sense of call and response. The music is based on that. Actually, you, you hear it directly. It's just obvious because you have maybe singers and they're responding to a rhythm that was just produced from the drummers and vice versa and back and forth. And there's an incredible beauty in witnessing this and the energy it brings to you, the connection it brings you into. And of course, it's it's something that, you know, is not necessarily natural to people who didn't grow up in cultures with this kind of uh, um, music, dance, etc. Uh, song. Um, and so often we have to learn uh, call and response. And I remember being in jazz groups uh, in, in both in college and before college, I went to a music school. And, um, you know, if, you, if, if I wasn't listening, people know. You know, if I wasn't, if I was listening, if I wasn't listening, I was disconnected from the other musicians and it just didn't go well, you know, for me or the others. Right. So in a way, what we're talking about here uh, with call and response, bringing it from this kind of metaphor analogy of, of music uh, traditions, especially jazz and anything deriving from the African diaspora, um, you have embedded in it, in my opinion, this sense of curiosity openness, generosity, and empathy, right? Because we're recognizing immediately within a music group, at least, we're, we're in a community. And in order, it's not just about my greatness or my goodness as a musician or, or me playing the, the best, you know, shit possible. Actually, my best shit doesn't happen if the band isn't also doing their best, Right. So there's automatically this sense of, of generosity and, like I said, in connection. And um, I would say it's like the antithesis of, of individualism, which often creates a lot of emotional problems for us these days. A lot of um, our isolation is derived from, from individualism being seen as something we should make more and that it's you know incredibly important to be the individual. Now, we are all individuals. That's fine, too. 
But we also need to learn to work together and to listen and to be open, curious, and generous with one another. Otherwise, we're going to be quite lonely, quite isolated. And actually, if you just study the history of humans, like we probably won't be able to survive that long. <laughs> so none of us are completely disconnected, even if we'd like to be. So anyways, relating this back to, to the Dharma and to meditation, I started to think of this as this sense of, well, well, how is how has meditation for me become call and response? And I would say initially it wasn't. It was an incredibly selfish pursuit, um, a pursuit, you know, which isn't wrong in the beginning because often we just have to focus on ourselves to, you know, we're shining the light here. And that's not easy to do. It's not easy to gain facility in mindful awareness. That takes time, right? That takes often years for most of us. And facility here just means some ability to rest in awareness or to sustain it or to stabilize it. Or some people might say concentration or, or something like that. I, I more talk about the stabilization of awareness or the sustaining of it. And so um, the path might start off that way, but at a certain point, we, we don't want our path, our spiritual path or meditation cut off from the world. That's not the point, first of all, and also it's very isolating and, and painful. And so when I started to apply this same concept that I was working with as a musician and cultivating, uh, and cultivating as a musician to my meditation practice, specifically, you know, I would say not in the formal session, but in the world, you know, in communication with others, um, when, when something goes wrong uh, between me and a friend or me and a partner or whatever, like, what is that? You know, and, and there's my response, which is often can be fear or regret or confusion or, or anger. Sometimes there's my internal response. And then there's the, the external situation, what's going on, their fear, their anger, their, their reaction. Right. And so I started to think of call and response uh, in this form of practice as more of a, um, you know, a sense of interdependence or a sense of the connections we have with everything around us. And if we listen deeply, we can start to tune in to the responses we're getting from the world, right? The responses we're getting in our relationship. Uh, and I mean this, you know, in the broadest sense, like a response could be no response. A response could be body language, right? A response can be someone's overwhelm that is maybe not related to us, but other dynamics in their life. And we get caught in that as well. Um, and this isn't just with people. This can be in our work. This can be in our relationship to to money, uh, to body image, to, to anything, actually, just anything we experience. So it's quite broad how we can apply this. But what we're doing is we're learning to listen through awareness, basically, as we strengthen it. That, that raw sense of knowing, that raw sense of being able to bear witness with the mind or be watchful with the mind. And um, we're first listening to the response, and then we can have the call, meaning that's our actions we take, right? That's how we engage with the world. And we engage based off of response. But now, because the mindful awareness is being centered, that engagement is much more um, connected, right? It's much more, that engagement is much more, again, open, curious, um, generous. I would, I would even say, like, it can be compassionate. Because we're not just interested in just, you know, yelling a bunch of crap out there. In a sense, calling or speaking or not speaking, whatever we're doing as an action, right? Which sometimes non-action is action. Whatever we're doing, um, we're becoming conscious of. 
because we're noticing the response in the world. Now, again, there's a whole conversation here we could have, I'm not going to have right now about, you know, we, you know, we can be hypersensitive, uh, hypersensitive to that, you know, the feedback we're getting from the world. And that's maybe not what I'm suggesting here because we first have to become sensitive to not hypersensitive, but sensitive to our own call and response internally. Right. Because when we do something there, there is a response internally. There's a response in the mind. There's an emotional response sometimes. Right. So I'll give you an example. Just really simple. We didn't get enough sleep because we decided to stay up till three or four in the morning last night. There you go. There's a response to that, not just physically, but emotionally. So even with things like that. But of course, I'm also talking on a more subtle level of learning to to listen and flow and be open and be curious to trying different things with obviously an intention of compassion and uh, an intention to connect deeper with ourselves and the world around us. So um, I just wanted to kind of put this out there as it's something I am just noticing I'm using a lot in my own work, like with myself and with others around me and my daily activities. I'm also starting to share it with with uh, mentees I work with one to one, and perhaps I'll develop some more content on this. But I just wanted to share it and put it out there and see, like, is this something useful to you? Is this something that's landing? Um, is it too abstract what I'm talking about? Do you have a practice of this already? Um, you know, if you're meditators out there, um, yeah, let me know if you want to hear more uh, about this kind of stuff. I'd love to organize it more and then share it. Um, so yeah, let me know in the comments below if, you, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, um, please feel free to message me at scotttusa.com. Let me know your thoughts and feedback. I'd appreciate it. All right. Thanks so much.